what it do it's your girl just be real and i'm back for giving y'all another be real bonus it's domestic violence awareness month in october as well as many other things but i'm a victor and not a victim so it's only right me being a survivor i give y'all this bonus enough of me chatting let's get real yes yes i know it's thursday jess what are you doing well it's my podcast i do what i want to do so therefore i'm giving y'all another b-roll bonus it's only right y'all probably seen my post already um but this is personal for me because it's very special um not one just for being a domestic violence awareness month but also because selena johnson as y'all know i love and adore have been a stand since i was like a kid about 10 years old um and i've had the privilege and the honor of getting to know selena on a different type of level um as spoken before on family ties um so hit on me was a song that i used to hear back when she came out with the album love pain and forgiveness chapter one which is one of her first albums she released back in the early 2000s and um given this domestic violence awareness month it's something that I feel like it needs to be touched on and discussed because we don't discuss it enough in the black community, especially as black women. People don't believe us or if they saying we lying, trying to get attention. But let it be a white woman. As we see, Emmett Till is a prime example. You go ahead and you get murdered and lynched because somebody lied and then confessed like 70 years later. Like, oh, I was just fabricating like and it's stuff like that that people don't take serious enough. People don't take sexual sexual assault aware um, uh, awareness enough. Um molestation it's the stuff they try to tell us in the black community to sweep under the rug keep quiet because what happens behind these doors stays behind these doors but that's just transgenerational trauma transgenerational toxicity that's being passed down from generation to generation and thank goodness i'm part of gen y2 which are their millennials which are kind of like yeah we're gonna break these cycles not really with it not really cutting it i'm only damaging myself and allowing this to continue in a cycle I don't want to pass down to my kids. So shout out to us, us 90 to 94 babies um, out here. Well, Gen Y technically is like 80 something to 90 something, but I don't, 84 to 94, I think. So shout out to us um, for being here, kicking it or whatever. Um, but yeah, this is something serious. Y'all probably hear my tone. It's a little different. It's not as fun as I normally is, but you know, sometimes I got to get a hundred with y'all. I got, well, not got to get, cause I keep it a hundred, but I got to be stern and be just real raw because, you know, I love to joke. I love to play around, but just some things that, you know, you just, this is not one of them situations. And like, I always tell people never judge a person by the chapter you walk in on. Cause there's a whole book that's being written. Some of the pages are unwritten as some of those chapters you may not know about. Because as we all have in our lives, there are some chapters in our lives we will never read out loud. And that's our business and we're entitled. But we know what's a part of our book. Um, and it's even more coinciding with the fact that it's the, we are resilient. That is the theme for 2021 for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it's so dope because as y'all probably don't already know, or if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode with Dr. Salisha Thompson, um, who happens to be a professor at Berkeley, an entrepreneur. She has her own production company. She just did The Making of a Woman for Fox Soul. She just became the president of Bowls on the Entertainment section. So shout out to her and congratulations to her on that. Making more power moves than she's already making on top of her being the manager of her sister, Selena Johnson. So shout out to Dr. Salisha. She may wrote that book, The Resilience Factor. And given that is the hashtag for this year, we are resilient. Definitely is befitting. Also, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I also want to show love to Dr. Salisha Thompson. Um, I don't even call her that. It sounds weird saying that, but shout out to Alicia um, because she is a breast cancer survivor. So my grandmother was one as well. She had a mastectomy. Um, 
unfortunately back then cosmetic surgery wasn't a big thing to do so she kind of just took it with just you know having an implant not even an implant but like a pad in her bra um to kind of make it look like a natural you know natural boob so you know never make sure you're doing your self-home test you know your monthly test getting you know if you're over a certain age y'all know the requirement to go ahead and get them but you never know men do the same because men can get breast cancer as well so i want everybody to pay attention to that as well as i said this is about national domestic violence month and men all experience domestic violence as well i know y'all probably seeing some videos with people who are just you know beating up on a man or like you know he keeping calm and they getting swole up like females do that like don't yo one thing i was always taught is a man will always have more strength than you. No matter how female, no matter if you lift whatever, a man will always have more strength than you. It's just automatically in their DNA. It's in their makeup as being that, that you know, that Y chromosome. So, yeah, I mean, you know, don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying there's a better way to communicate and you can't get mad he's putting his hands back on you. It is what it is. Real talk. You beat up on a man first. And you keep doing whatever. It's about so much you're going to take for he really going to really like Kanye shake the shit out of you. Or he's really going to pin you up against the wall to trying to calm your ass down. Or he might even forget you a female for a second because you got him that riled up and probably that triggered that he literally just stole on your ass. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes females be being invincible. And unfortunately, it be mainly be the females who really don't got hands. Like you couldn't even beat up a chick. So why would you fight a man? Like, let's be honest. Let's be for real. You better capping him not condoning it before you go ahead and try to fight him like come on dog you the one that's hitting windmills when you fight another shorties over this dude so let's really be honest but besides the point um domestic violence awareness month has been something that's been going on since 1987 um on october for the month of october national domestic violence national domestic violence awareness month i'm sorry y'all i'm a little tongue-tied Okay, given it is Thursday, y'all know Monday. If y'all don't know, my friend Shay's birthday. Every year I get like so emotional. Um, so last year I made, I dedicated an entire episode to her. So if y'all want to go check that out. Um, but um, yeah, I get emotional. Um, and, and, and we were really close. And again, that goes back to Suicide Awareness Month. And you know, so I'm a little, I'm trying to give y'all the real because I want to talk about it, but it's a little, I'm a little emotional and in a little grieving space a little bit. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm very vulnerable and very emotional at this present moment. So I'm probably talking faster than I normally would. Um, can't help it that I'm a New Yorker too. So like me just talking fast is going to be an automatic thing. But also when I'm passionate about something, I've always been told by my mother, I kind of, you know, talk a little too fast. She's like, yo, just a car, slow down. What are you saying? So I apologize, but I'm going to try to articulate as best as possible for y'all but um national domestic violence awareness month um is it like i said 1987 is major i have come into contact with of like many of females some even being my sorors who have endurance i have endured domestic violence um and we're willing we're able to get out of the situation enough to tell the story that's something we don't take into heed that with domestic violence awareness or domestic violence in general, not a lot of people are alive enough to tell the story. And one thing I love about black culture, though, is now, and if you look at TV today, we promote speaking up on domestic violence, or we take tail to see the signs. Um, I will never forget the episode on Tyler Perry's House of Pain with Monica, and she was running from her husband and kept going back because he was the provider. Like, that's that's some real stuff that women really go through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Women where they feel like they don't have their own, they won't do it. Like, another thing is Queen Sugar. There's a, a character now on there who has a son. She ran away from her husband because he got more violent over the whole pandemic where he was taking out his frustrations originally on her, but started taking out on their kid. That's real situations. And this is another thing where I'm saying, 
you, we all have to give space and grace, people. We got to give space and grace because a lot of people are enduring domestic violence right now as I speak on it. And have for over this past year because people have been put into corners to adjust traumas and positions that might trigger them where they have no other outlet but to take it out on somebody else. And let me be specific. It don't have to be them taking it out physically. It can be them doing it emotionally, verbally, mentally. That is still domestic violence, okay? Normally, nine times out of ten, those are the beginning stages of the domestic violence before the hands get put on you. Real talk. I know. I'm speaking from experience. Not on one relationship there was domestic violence, but there was also one where it was two-way domestic violence. And I'm willing to admit it too. I was in a domestic violence relationship with one of my exes where it was intense. Like we were literally mentally, emotionally, and physically abusing each other and still coming back. That like the shit was normal. Like it was healthy. And you know what? It wasn't. And guess what? Me and this person probably couldn't even be in the same room to this day. Not because I would put hands on them or they would put hands on me, but because it's been so much abuse mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, that I couldn't even be friends with them if I wanted to. I'm put, not even going to hold you, bro. If I were to see one of my this ex, I probably wouldn't even spit on them if they was on fire. That's how bad it's like, yeah, you need you deserve a burn. It's just, yo, toxic, bro. It's toxic. And I'm not proud of it. Like, lo and behold, I'm not proud of it whatsoever. And I've been, you know what I'm saying? I I've I've listened, I, I've known the errors of my ways, hence why therapy was major for me in 2015 when I had that situation with my other ex where it got it got physical. And I'm so used to having to be a fighter because I've been a fighter since, since, you know what I'm saying? Since my rape when I was 12. So always thinking to me, bottling up that anger, I took boxing. I picked up boxing to try to get out that anger. But unfortunately, there was some times when I literally were hit, was hitting people when they tried me because I didn't realize how short my fuse was, how much I was holding in, how much I was hurting that I just didn't know what to do because I didn't know what to speak on it. Because again, it's in my family, my immediate family, and that I didn't want to be at to blame. I didn't want to be, you know, ostracized at such a young age and everybody scorning me for something that was out of my control. So I realized that's where when I was in situations where I was the, the one that was doing it, I felt like I was fighting back, one, because of that situation, because I didn't have the power. And two, because in my, my first ever one, which is the one where I was the survivor, that's probably where I felt like I had to be the one. You know how sometimes the person that gets bullied becomes the bully? That's why I feel like I became the bully. And it wasn't right. But yeah, I feel like that was something, again, I was working through in therapy. And I had to be willing to take accountability in order for me to heal from it completely. You know what I'm saying? And forgive myself because of the mental space I was in. Not knowledgeable of how powerful energies and emotions really are. So... We'll go back and speak on that. So, Hit On Me was a song Selena created on her album that really saved my life. Like, one night me and this ex, and I never realized I was always in a domestic violent relationship until, like, it got to this point. And I'm going to give y'all the backstory. Um, I won't say if it was a he or a she, I'll just say the ex, as I didn't say the other ex. But, um... This and X and I were still dating. We had been dating at that point for like a couple years. And mind you, I want you to know I got in this relationship where this person introduced me to their parent and was like, oh, this is my girlfriend. Where there was no consultation between this person and I that I was their girlfriend. So that should have been red flag number one. Um, and red flag number two should have been the fact like this person was able to dog out the opposite sex. 
I won't even say who, the opposite sex, like it was nothing, had a whole scoreboard, like with it, with, with they homies, like it was like, it was what's up, like that was, that was popping, like nah, that's not it, so that should have been another red flag, okay, so the way that this person used to press up on me, I should have known then that it was another red flag, again, I'm young, I'm probably at this point like 22, going on 23, and me and this person were still dating at this year, because we got together in like 22. 2010 yeah so we were a couple couple years going on i think no we were on our going on our third year of being together and there was so much stuff i endured like mentally talking smack like getting crazy like you know you know the flirt you know the fake flirt and like oh who you think you're talking to like you know this is my this is my girl blah 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 like real territorial and i thought i thought this shit was cute at first okay again we're young we're in our 20s we don't really know no better so I'm like, yo, what is really, what's really good with me? And um, I was so, I think I was looking for the dependency, not even the dependency, but it was just so much that came with it. Like, I really love this person. And I, when I say I love them, we were like the ideal couple. Like, if you want to talk about some loving basketball, ideal couple is kind of what it was like. And it was just, it was, uh, in the beginning. So I thought that that shit was cute. Then it came to a point where it came Valentine's Day and this person got cupcakes delivered to them and was like on some violation. And mind you, given our status, because this person was known for sports and I was known in my sorority, everybody and their mother knew we were dating. Okay? Everybody. Everybody knew me and this person were, were dating. It was no secret. It was not like, oh, you know, how so-and-so get with so-and-so, like... Because of our, our presence known on the campus as us being, you know, power people and as power individuals, because everybody knew us, we was cool with everybody, we had a great rapport, like it you know what I'm saying? Like we had our own our own individual personalities before we came together. So everybody knew us individually. And then now you're like, oh snap, that's a dope ass couple they got together. So that's kind of what it was. And at this point, I'm like, yo, you really going to violate. I'm like, yo, it's crazy. So I walk out the door. This person grabs me. I'm like, yo, what? Like, you know, somebody like jokes and holds you, like jokes you back. And like, you just step back like, what the hell? So I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, just let me go because you clearly got a whole Valentine and I'm your girlfriend and I'm not even getting that much attention. So this person's like, yo, you you need to calm your ass down. Like, don't worry about what the fuck. This, I'm not even going to give a fuck about this shit. I'm going to throw this shit the fuck out huh so sit your ass down and literally force me to sit down i'm like all right whatever so he was like oh you already know i love you like come on it's valentine's day we supposed to so again the manipulation we supposed to just be us blase blah x y and z okay boom we go out it's whatever you know finish it off y'all know what y'all know what finish it off means so y'all know clearly like that's normally a way you know when you have a to blind put on the blinders so i'm like all right whatever so we was out because there's this place that we had to go across because we had a casino across from my school because I went to Dell State. And we was over there and there's this place called Docks. And everybody go to Docks to get, you know, get the fish bowls, get crazy. So at this point, because I'm Greek and I'm no longer on campus, this person was still on campus because they graduated a year after me. So 
this person is like, oh, yo, so you out here just doing whatever. And I'm like, what? They're like, yo, how you going to be out here in niggas' faces and doing what you doing um, when you know you my girl? Like, you so fucking disrespectful. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, you bugging. Like, get out of my face. He's like, yo, no, who the fuck you think you walking away from? Don't don't walk away when I'm talking to you. And now he proceeds to follow. Now they proceed to follow me to the bathroom. I'm like, yo, you're bugged the fuck out. Like, you got to chill. Like, it's not that deep. Like... I know I know those people because they're I met them through you. So they I don't think they would have disrespect you. So it's a picture I posted. So I post up a picture. And um this person was like, oh, whatever, like don't don't be talking to my homies. Like his homeboy started commenting. Now this was the first trigger to to everything, right? To to this to the part where I finally got 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 to the point where I'm done with this shit. So it's a picture posted. So this person's people start commenting with some hard eyes. This motherfucker loses his shit, okay? Like, he goes in like, what the fuck you talking to my girl? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wow, we're doing this on my social media. Like, I'm one in a sorority and two, you really going to do this? Like, we don't have mutual followers. Like, everybody knows what's up. So, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. He was like, take this shit down, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm not taking this down. Like, you bugging. So then... The person posted me on for a Woman Crush Wednesday. I haven't posted this person. So they're like, why the fuck you not posting me? Like, what you trying to hide me for? Like, real territorial. So every time there was an argument, before this even happened, every time there was an argument, this person will always pop up to my apartment. Unannounced, banging on doors, causing a scene in my neighborhood. Like, it was always an issue. Or blowing up my phone, blowing up my LS phone, because my LS was my roommate at the time, um, in our off-campus apartment. Just doing the most. Like, never calm. Or, like, going to my friends, talking shit, being real crazy. Where, like, he would tell them shit for them to come to me and manipulate me to try to have to talk to this motherfucker. Like, I didn't realize that was domestic violence in a way. And that whole grabbing. So, I'm like, all right, whatever. So... Now we got to this point. So I'm like, I'm not taking this down. You're bugging. I turn my phone off. So now that I turn my phone off, it's like this motherfucker still going, texting me. Take the fucking picture down. Stop fucking disrespecting me. Now, mind you, when this, before this situation, we get to this, the, 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 the big kaboom and the climax, there was a party we went to. I just remember there was a party we went to and there was this girl that was my next door neighbor in the in the, the place I used to live. And Shorty was all in his face. So I'm like, yo, you bug the fuck bug the fuck out. So I'm like, nah. Sorry guys. <laughs> One of the maintenance men came to my door. But like I was saying, there was a situation where the girl, homegirl next that lived next door to me was all in his face. And I was like, yo, you're bugging out. And I was like, yo, you got to chill. And whenever he would get, this person would get drunk, they would wild the freak out. And they drank regularly because it was some wildness. And the person was like all in their face. And I'm like, oh, now, nah, like, get your homegirl before. I, oh, shorty, he went to a party and wasn't going to go. And didn't know, like, wasn't going to tell me he was going. And then I ended up popping up because my LS was messy. And that's what we did. So pretty much, long story short, he and his face violent, and I got him. So I'm like, yo, you always got me chopped. Like I'm not that girl. Like you don't ever disrespect me in my face and be places where I actually you going you gonna lie to my face, and then I end up pulling up and you're right here at this party. Like you got me fucked. It was a whole scene. Motherfucker punched the wall. Everybody witnessed it. So I'm, I swear, chef's kiss. Everybody witnessed it. I was at this party. Like I'm not making this up. Should have took a red sock, red flag there. Showed their whole ass. So come after that. We come fast forward to when I go to go to Mexico. Long story short, got into an argument before I left. Supposedly broke broke up, quote unquote, and I'm doing the air quotes. And then when we broke up, it became a whole issue. 
at this time, my LS was no longer my roommate. It was some other shorty. So I'm in Mexico, y'all. Mexico with my with the girls that I was cool with at the time in Mexico, living my best life. All of a sudden, this person gets into a car accident, driving drunk. What? So now everybody trying to they're adding me on Twitter, talking about where the fuck his girlfriend at. Blah blah blah. Whoop de boop. Talking wild shit on me. So my LS has been together and clap back. My LS Ash TKO. Clap back. And they she coming out there like, keep my LS name out your mouth. She not even here. Like, how could she call something when she in Mexico? Like, coming at mugs next. So I'm like, yo, everybody coming at me. So I'm pretty much getting thrashed on Twitter because this person got into a car accident. And suppose because this person I got into an argument and they decided to get drunk and drive drunk and got into a car accident. Let this person tell it. I honestly feel like shit escalated the way it did is because this person literally was resentful as hell towards me. If he, if the person didn't already have a temper at, at the beginning, the person was resentful as hell to me because one, I fucked up their, their drafting, their career in the NFL where they could have get drafted because their hand was never the same. And that whole thing with the, with the car accident kind of fucked up their head. So that put them at risk. And then none the fucking less, um, the person, uh, blames me. Because they were in a relationship with me at the time and I was a cause of the trauma. Now, I should have took another red flag when this person would disrespect their mother. Like, the way they talk to their mother, vile. Like, and that's another red flag to know. Like, when they say watch how a, a person treat, watch how a man treat his mother, see, that's exactly how you're going to treat you. When I watched that and I paid it no fucking mind like a dummy, and I'm going to just say he because I don't even care at this point. Paid no fucking mind like a dummy, kept on doing what I do. I, whatever, never took, and went home with him a couple times and still witnessed it with my own two eyes and still put it out the window. That's a love, like, love really be blind. Like, Eve wasn't lying, yo. So, now that happens. So, we end up supposedly breaking up. At this point, shit is wild. So, once this, before all of this happens, this is when the situ, this is when all of this happens. So, now this is a situation with... The whole posting shit. Now, at this point, like I said, me and this person were together, but wasn't really together. Like, we were taking a break. So, technically, we wasn't together in my mind. So, I posted a picture whatever, and I still have the picture. I won't post it, but because that picture, I still got the screenshot. So, violating. Calling my phone, not getting a hold of me. So, I'm not answering. I, yo, y'all, I wish I could make this up. Like, this is why I said, when Salisha told me to write a book, I'm going to write my book. Because my story... Y'all would literally look at me and be like, Jess, but you're always so happy. You're always so supportive. You're always so loving. I would have never known. You know how many times I hear that every time? Bruh, if y'all, I'm going to write this book for y'all. It's going to be crazy. But anyway, and I put this on life. Like, I am not making this shit up. If I, I will even, like, I will get my, if I can get my LS on here, not one, but two or three of them on here that I was super close to at the time that knew him and another person, y'all would know. I have witnesses. It's not a fucking game. It's probably in one of them journals, to be honest. Not going to hold you. But this is what, that's what happened. And this motherfucker started calling my LS. Blowing my LS phone the fuck up. Blowing it up. Like, nonstop. She like, yeah, she sleep. She in her room. I'm like, yo, he called you. Tell him I'm asleep. Because I turned out all my lights. Now, mind you, the way that my, my room used to face in our apartment complex, it mine was in the back by the woods. So, technically, since he was in the cut, it's not like he would be disturbing anybody. And, like, we was on the second floor. So, you basically could climb on the steps to climb to our terrace, right? So, we'll get to that part. So... My LS is like, yeah, she, you know, she sleeps. So my LS was out with her friend. They was playing cards and shit at the table in the, um, in the dining room. And I was just in the room because I'm like, yo, this nigga keeps calling. He violating. Like, he called me all types of bitches, 
all types of hoes. Now, mind you, I'm his girl. And this is how you feel and you treat me knowing my past. Like, he knew about my whole race situation. And this is why when we did finally, you know, have start having sex, he was patient. And he, he gave it off like he was understanding. But when I tell you, let make a nigga mad at you and see how he really feel about you in the midst of the anger at the height of the moment, all of my secrets came out, all of my abuse, my molestation, all of that, the rape, threw it all in my face. And this is why the fuck niggas wouldn't want you because you was raped because niggas been had that shit. That's why I had that, like, talking reckless, leaving me voicemails talking reckless. Now, this motherfucker not just calling my LS, he's calling my mother. Yes. Yo, I, <laughs> I'm laughing at this now because it's like, yo, I really took a lot of shit. And I'm laughing at myself like, girl, you dumb. And he went ahead and called my mother. And she was like, oh, you heard, you found out what Jessica is, blah, blah, blah. So I turned my phone, my, um, my LS was like, yo, your mom hit me, turn your phone on, she trying to call you. I said, oh, all right. So I turned the phone back on. So I see mad messages and, and, and voicemails from him. I ignore it. So I see my mom call and I'm like, yo, she was like, yo, what the fuck's going on with you and this person? And I'm like, yo, they're wild. And like, it all's over something as stupid as Instagram and their homies talking and making comments. Like this dude is bugged the fuck out. So mind you, he was already drunk at this point, right? Comes to the crib, OD. Now this nigga's in a wife beater. It's March, y'all. It's fucking freezing. This nigga in a wife beater. So I'm looking out through the door, through the to the pee hole, and I'm like, nah, that's not gonna be him. So I go in my room. So he blowing my phone, blowing my phone. I'm like, yo, whatever. Like Shade's like, yo, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, yo. So-and-so at the door. I'm like, you're fucking lying. She was like, nah, on everything. He's at the door. I'm like, Sierra, go check. And she was like, he is at the door. Now, mind you, like a dummy, we left the blinds open to the balcony. This nigga go around the back, climb on the balcony, see me standing in there, and I'm not paying him the money. Open this fucking door. Don't save me outside. Blah, 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 blah. So he start pressing. Now I'm like, I'm not opening shit. So he's ba- he bangs on the fucking glass. I, well, I run to my room and lock my door. I'm like, yo, Sade, put the top lock deadbolt on, lock the door, blah, 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 blah. Because we left the door locked because Sierra went to go, you know what I'm saying, peep out. Lo and behold, he come inside and get in because somebody was coming in before Sierra, before the girl, Sierra could lock the door, right? This nigga bolting up the steps. Homegirl, my LS is like, yo, calm down, calm down. He like, nah, blah, 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 you got me fucked up. Now, mind you, there was an incident, too, where this motherfucker threw a couch at my head and missed me by an inch. Okay? A couch. Who throws a fucking couch at somebody's head because you're mad? And literally missed my head by a fucking inch. It was a couch or a chair. One of the fucking two. Either way, he threw it at me and literally missed my head by an inch. Okay? Now, mind you, this is a big dude. Homie big. So... Another red flag, hello. But nonetheless, like, shorty bolting the door. And I'm like, yo, you're bugging. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of my apartment file. Call the cops like, you're bugging. So my mom is still on the phone. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out. You're wild and it's just an Instagram post, blah, 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 blah. He was like, you think this is a fucking joke? Takes my vacuum cleaner, throws it at my head in my own fucking apartment. What the 
fuck is wrong with you at this point? Like, you're bugged out. Like, you really have issues. Like, yo, you've been drinking. Like, you gotta be drunk because you're bad. If you don't, and like now at this point, you know, somebody be in your face and he got his hands like right by my head, near my face, like in my face. Like, you really be thinking I'm fucked up and I'm the one to play with out here. I ain't the fucking nigga. You know how many bitches want me? Talking crazy. Okay? I mean, yo, get the fuck out my face. So I finally pushed him, like, yo, get the fuck out my face. Like, you bugged the fuck out. And I've never put my hands on him at that point. Because whenever that shit happened, I let him rock out. I never put my hands on him. So I'm like, yo, get the fuck out my face. Like, you got me fucked up. You in my apartment where I pay bills. Get out. Now, mind you, I have a puppy. And at this point, I have a betta fish. So the way my room was set up, it was like my TV was on the, on the dresser. And then it was just a long dresser, my bed, and then my bathroom. So I'm walking in the bathroom. I'm like, yo, you got me fucked up. Like, get the fuck out my house. So I close the door. He bolts, breaks the door off the hinge, bolts through the door, breaks the door down. Of course, he's going to be able to do it because this nigga's a big ass nigga. He plays football. None of fucking less. Niggas get the tussling. He's knocking, he knocked my beta fish over, scared the shit out of my dog. And I think to this day, my dog has trauma from that shit. Throws down my TV, fucks in my room. I go in the bathroom. I don't give a fuck. Now, mind you, my mom's still on the phone. The phone is now on the floor. My room is trashed. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I will fuck you up. Take that shit the fuck down. And my mom hears all of this in the background. Again, I'm not making this shit up. My mother is my witness as well because she was on the phone. Because my my mother is a viable source and it's not going to be biased. Because she had to call the cops from New York to Delaware to come and have this have us fucking arrested. And in Delaware, it's a no self-defense law. So when he got arrested, I got arrested. So imagine me sitting in my own fucking room. That's now been trashed. Where I'm being detained in my own house because this nigga disturbed the peace. This nigga was breaking the enter. This nigga was soliciting. This nigga put his hands on me and I fought back. So I'm going to get to that part. So we touched him. We get in the hallway. Now he got me on the floor. So at this point, since he been throwing and knocking me around, my nose is bleeding. My lip is busted. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm trying to get my swings in now because you got me. What? I see blood? Oh, it's over. So now we're on the floor. He's got me pinned. So, you know, he a nigga. I nut knee him in the nuts. From that point on, I'm just pop, 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 busting him because at this point he's holding his nuts. So he grabs me and has me by my throat. And the closest thing to me was my paddle. I know it's wrong. I took that shit and cracked him upside his head with it because at this point, you're almost three times my size. You play football. You're over 150 pounds more than me. I'm not going to win this fight. And because I had so much anger built up from before, I literally lost my shit. Cops come. I'm detained. They ask my LS what happened. They ask Shorty what happened. I tell them my story. Then this is the psycho domestic violence shit. They about to take him away. They're like, oh, you want to press charges on her? He's like, nah, I love her. I would never do that. Like, don't press charges. Let her go. Let her go. Um, And my mom's like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with him? He was like, yo, I fucking love you. You know I love you. Like, don't press charges on me. You know I fucking want to be with you. You know you're the only one that's, that's for me. My nigga. Hello. What did my dumb ass do? Believed him. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let him get to me this time. I'm going to walk through. I believed him. I was like, nah, don't do that. Don't, don't fall for the okie doke. You've been here before. At this point, you're injured. He's injured. Y'all laid hands on each other. And I wouldn't look him at the same. Look at him the same. 
His mom said, I'm crazy. This nigga sent pictures. I still got the pictures. And who those who know me have seen them. This nigga sent pictures to my, my mom. Like, your daughter's fucking crazy. Mind you, my mom was on the phone the whole time. I think because that nigga was so drunk, he doesn't even remember probably fully what happened or that she was on the phone. And that's how the cops even came to the crib. But at that moment, I realized, like, yo. And, and when he left and the cops left, I literally sat in my room and cried because... Honestly, I ain't gonna hold you. That was my last boyfriend. I haven't had a boyfriend since. That was like <laughs> eight years ago. I haven't had a boyfriend since. And that shit fucked me up because I already had my trauma with that. I've already had I already had my daddy issues with abandonment with my dad. And then that was like, yo, niggas really ain't shit to me. So I kind of like took a hiatus. Like, all right, I'm good. And I haven't had a dude yet that been on the level where I'm like, I want to be in a relationship with you. Um, don't get me wrong. There's been relations, just not relationships. Um, but it's like, nah. So, like, that really fucked me up to this day. And I never, I forgave him. I never, for, I will never express an apology. But when that shit happened, I literally sat in my room and I turned on, so I turned on YouTube, right? On my on my laptop. And ironically, Selena comes up and I'm like, yo, I ain't heard her in a minute. And what does the song hit on me? Because it's like old school R&B jams or something. And I listened to that song. I don't know what it was or who it was or what well, who was protecting me at the time. But that song came on and I listened to the lyrics and I just cried. I just cried. And I watched the video and I just cried. Because why would it be at this moment when I'm going through that and I experienced that? And then I, I had to think back of the times prior where it was the verbal, the emotional, the mental abuse. You know, the physical where almost to the point you like, you yoking me up. You, you know, you know. Busting holes and walls, like displaying your anger where it could have been me. And it's just like, yo, girl, why? He don't deserve that. And if you want that, and that's the man you claim you want to marry, why would you want your kids to ever look at that? You would never want to behold that. Why would you want to keep that? And like a dummy, I did. I'm not going to hold y'all. I, I thought because it was a changed situation, I was almost dumb enough to go back a year later after I literally had prayed myself out of that situation. And at that point, we we had contact and as friends. And then I was just like, yo, all the things that reminded me of what I went through with you came back. And I was still being dogged out. I was still being disrespected. I was like, you know what? And every time I had to think about it, we weren't even in a relationship, but we were still friends. And that's what tangled it because we were so deep in after years. I never got a chance to heal. So my I still have my emotional attachment. And he knew that and he prayed on it. He prayed on it. Where relations happen and he prayed on it. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta take the signs. You gotta be aware. And I'm thankful I was able to tell, I'm able to be here to tell my story on just not my account, but on the account of what I've, I've experienced. Because if that was one time that happened, imagine if I really would have stayed and let the second time happen or the third time happen where he really actually hit me. Where to the point, what if he really did black out and I wasn't able to fight back and then crack him over his head at the time I did when he was choking me? And I could have been, God forbid, dead, not even here to tell y'all this story. You see what I'm saying? Domestic violence, we gotta open our eyes to and gotta be more well and conscientious. We gotta speak up more. We gotta be advocates. We gotta support those and believe the stories. Because it's real out here. And, you know, being a survivor is even harder because some people like me can't even tell their story because they haven't healed from it. And it's so traumatic that they don't they want to suppress it rather than than address it. And I'm I'm past that phase of my healing so I can speak on it freely. But that that is real out here, y'all. Men experience the same things. Like I said, females putting hands on them, slicing their necks, cutting their ties, trying to cut their dick off. That kind of stuff is so toxic, y'all. Just 
Yo, just be mindful. When you feel like somebody, once somebody put hands on you, let that just go walk away. Because if anybody can get that much power over you and get you that to that point where they can, they literally claim they love you, but they can put hands on you and hurt you. Nobody who really loves you will ever hurt you. Not hurt you intentionally. Don't do it, yo. Y'all don't do it. I just want y'all to just, you know, take light to my story. You know, that's just me being, you know, giving y'all this bonus. But there's other people out there. So be mindful. Please give space and grace. And be mindful to some of the signs and just be aware. Because, again, we're still in this pandemic. And some people are still experiencing domestic violence as I'm speaking on this right now. Because they're stuck at home and have, you know what I'm saying? This The virus is not fully gone. Nobody's really, the world's not fully, fully open. You know what I'm saying? They're still stuck in these situations where they have their, they're, they're living with their abuser. And, and getting struck every second, every day over the littlest things. The littlest things. Y'all gotta wake up. Speak up. Don't wait. So, as I always say on air, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. This was that be real bonus, and we're just gonna call it hit on me. But, y'all know I love y'all. Pay attention. I'm sorry.